You're listening to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. I am your host, Luni Dudeko, and today it is an honor. It is my pleasure to welcome Robert Overeck to the show. He is the founder of the Adaptable Mindset Program. So this is going to be right in alignment with finding our purpose and actually getting that mindset shift. He and his team empower people to develop their own adaptable mindset, to develop mental flexibility, and to learn how to create a mental space and to find new possibilities. Who doesn't want that? And so he's helped several Fortune 500 companies do this, and he is looking forward to give us some insight as well. But he's helped so many solopreneurs um, build their online program using this. His mission, besides being a loving and supporting um, husband and dad, is that he wants to empower people to live a life full of purpose. With no further ado, Robert, welcome to the show. Yeah, right on. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you on here. Now, I know uh, we were talking offline and you're, you're calling in from, the, um, from Amsterdam. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So we've gone, we're, we're going global and international, but I have to say it's pretty cold right now, isn't it? Yeah, it's not so fun. It's not so fun <laughs> right now. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. The last time I was there, I couldn't even breathe. It was so cold. It was, it was like in November, but I, I was like, I can only stay there for two days. But it was it's beautiful, just the weather around winter months are brutal. So, Robert, tell us about your journey so far. Tell us about how you help. Um, how did the adaptable mindset came to you, right? Because it's a purpose. It, it came to you for you to help and serve um, other people. It's yours to have. So how did that come about? Yeah, you frame it exactly right. It was sort of what uh, what the world was calling for, you know, um, like me and my um, my team, you know, we were always flowing through life. Mm -hmm. We were aware of the kind of things that you can use to create mental space, how to work on your imagination, you know, how to change your brain chemistry. You know, all of these things, they are available. But at the same time, we saw people around us, you know, just stuck in situations um, felt that they had meaningless work, a difficulty to imagine things like imagine different perspectives, imagine getting out of a situation or, you know, people can't, can't think for themselves. You know, all of these things we saw happening yeah. around us also in these larger organizations, a lot of yeah, desperation almost and unhappiness. And at the same, it happened at universities as well, where you would think that people learn to think and learn to take mm -hmm. care of themselves. But yeah, they, it's more like that you, that you lose your self-reliance there and that you become more compliant instead of autonomous. So, yeah, we saw so much. Maybe suffering is not really the right word, word because it's too strong, but we did see a lot of shit, you know, going around mm -hmm. us. And, yeah. and we really wanted to, to help people because, you know, the tools are readily available. Um, we just need to uh, share it more, you know, with each other. And... We also developed a few more things which create like this, this mental reset, which looks at your specific frame of mind and how you can expand that. So it's a very, we took a very individual and personal approach in um, 
yeah, in guiding people on that journey or, or in empowering them. Mm-hmm. Customizable framework, because then um, not every hat, not one hat fits all, right? It, it has to be 100%. different because people have different backgrounds, but also different trauma. I think a lot of yeah. the, we won't use suffering because um too strong of a word, but people mm-hmm. get stuck because of past traumas that we're carrying on all undealt with. So I'm curious to see what you have seen, the reason some people are stuck or, or in that uh, in that space where they can't move, but they desperately want to. Yeah. So a few things have to do with the environment that people are in, that is just mm-hmm. not supportive. It can be due to, uh, you know, the family, it can be the organization where people say, oh, are you sure you want to do that? Or oh, watch out, you know, if you hear that too often, it gets ingrained in your brain. And that's not a dramatic trauma. That is something that you could easily sort of rewrite. You could easily rewrite those kind of scripts. But it's mainly that I think that people wait for permission. You know, they they think that they need like this exact perfect environment to perform or that they need permission from their boss and they need permission from other people and they're afraid of what other people might think. And all of these things... Um, yeah, they exist mainly in your head, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and, and w- w- once you get get that idea, and that also the people before you also were just making stuff up, and th- that sort of you know um, sets the stage for you to also make stuff up, mm-hmm. and and yeah, cre- in in a sense, create more freedom to yeah more freedom to create. It's a domino effect of bad programming, is what I'm hearing. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and I think it starts in the upbringing. You know, when your parents say too too often, "Hey, watch out! Are you sure you want to do that?" Then you go to school, and at school you learn more about compliance. You know, you learn that learning takes place when someone else tells you what to do. You know, and and you can't really and 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 you compa- and they compartmentalize everything. Yeah. But the world is connected. Everything is interconnected with each other. But there you learn. No, you've got math. You've got this. You've got that. So and. Uh, what is also interesting that you learn there that what is valuable is what we can measure. Yeah. But actually in life, what you can't measure is the most valuable, you know, love, interconnection, intuition, gut feeling. And so we energy. keep getting more energy. Indeed, dude, you need to connect more to your energy. What's your, what's your intrinsic motivation? You know, integrate that into your life. So you'll always be just flowing and just just always learning and exploring. And yeah, I see so many people, in a sense, numb, you know, mm. and, and it's also, also the social media doesn't help either. Yeah. Now it's you got this, this, this constant talk pulling you in the direction of Kim Kardashian's new boyfriend, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and then people are, that, and that is the trending. I'm like, why is that trending? Come on, um, maybe live your own life. But I think it has to do, and that the pull of social media is real strong, but also, if you lack your own purpose, if you lack your own meaning, lack your own vision, then it's easier to get distracted. So we always advise people to connect to you know, your intrinsic motivation, your yeah. curiosity. And, and maybe sometimes you need to go back to your childhood. You know, what were you doing then? Were you drawing? Were you singing? What, what were you doing? And somewhere along the line, often people stop. You know, you stop doing that. But maybe pick something like that up or something that now comes to mind. And then... Just keep on pulling on that thread and keep that in your life in a very structural way. And then slowly but gradually, you'll start expanding your frame of mind, find more energy. And yeah, that's the start, I think, often. Yeah. 
I agree because I was one of those numb individuals. So I got a nine to five. I was unhappy. I feel like I was looking for my purpose for years, like 10, 15 years. And a lot of people are in that space. What is my purpose? What is my gift? What is my talent? And the biggest struggle um, then was not knowing how to tap into it or to where to even begin. And then there you are, Robert, with the, the tools and the resources to actually open up that channel. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us, how do we get on purpose? Because Dwayne, Wayne Dyer says, Dr. Wayne Dyer says, if you stay on purpose, you'll never stumble. And we're mm-hmm. stumbling because of social media. We're distracted because of social media because we can't find out. Stumbling is social. It's like equivalent to social media, right? Where we're being distracted, mm-hmm. being derailed from what's important, our purpose. How, yeah. how do we begin to even open yeah. up that channel? Yeah, good question. I think social media is stumbling and then falling into a well, into an endless well, <laughs> like a pitch black endless well uh, with cat videos. But anyway, um, I think the I think the word meaning or uh, or purpose or meaning, you know, the, these are very big words. And I think you can just start with, you know, what arouses your interest, as long as it's not the cat videos, uh, but more <laughs> may, maybe like drawing or something else or maybe art or philosophy or nature and just start exploring that and see what you can learn from that because we see from like a lot of adaptable people for example uh, elon musk or the the founder of shopify or dorothy hodgkin one of the uh, women who was at the uh, laid the foundation for the the production of antibiotics Mm-hmm. Um, they are all connected to their intrinsic motivation. For Musk, he read, uh, as a kid, he read the books of Asimov, which were about interplanetary space travel. And guess what he is doing now? Right. You no. Know? And Tobias Lutke, he played a lot of games and he learned a lot from games about strategy. And Dorothy was making a lot of complex drawings when she was like 12 or 13. And you guess what? The antibiotics, the x-rays of antibiotics, which led to her discovery, are very complex as well. So you can sort of train yourself in all these different domains, in sports, in in drawing, in like anything to sort of um, expand your soul, uh, strengthen your being, be okay with ambiguity and uncertainty, because that's the thing, you know. Change always feels like uh, something uncertain. And, mm-hmm. and your brain tries to protect you from, from risk, from, from yeah. uncertainty, uh, because it wants to yeah, protect you from death. And, you know, it's very always exaggerating in a sense, but it's very paradoxical because it's not, in a sense, protecting you. It's, yeah, it's protecting you also from what you want to do. So that's, that's the thing that you need to be conscious of and yeah, make your mind more malleable. By exposing your thing, yourself to the things that give you uncertainty, that give you ambiguity in, in a very gradual way, like a gradual exposure mm-hmm. uh, that you get this more, more of this flexibility. So that's mm-hmm. what you could do with input. And then there's also an aspect of just filtering a lot of stuff. Find what is meaningful for you, then filter all the stuff on your socials out, which is not relevant. Just ask yourself the question constantly, uh, is it relevant to me? Maybe turn all push messages off, you know, these sort of things that you can create yeah. more mental space because we need that. You know, most ideas come from our downtime. But when you look around now, when people are, are eating alone or, or waiting at the bus or whatever, everyone's always on their phones and no, no one is ever bored again. So you can't make use of your subconscious brain. You know, and your subconscious brain is such a great asset for problem solving, for fixing stuff. 
especially if you already filled it with beautiful stuff that they talked about in the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, fill it up with beauty. And then a third main important aspect is also get the body moving. Uh, it can be strength training, reduces anxiety because you get a, a stronger body. Uh, you can do dancing, you can do yoga, you know, go in, go into a forest, uh, walk there. It uh, That also reduces stress. So there are so many things that we can do. And yeah, you need to find what works for you, you know, what resonates yeah. with you, what, what do you want to do? And when there are things that you don't want to do, uh, for example, things that give you a little bit of anxiety or uncertainty, and start reframing that. So as soon as you start doing that, so sometimes I just put my hands in the air like, yeah, like, a, like I'm cheering when I, done, when I did something like that. So I'm like really rewiring my brain and liking those kind of experiences. And liking yeah. the things that, yeah, makes you a bit ambiguous. It's almost like tricking the brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like hacking and tricking it. 100%, 100%. And the, the hacking and tricking, you can also do with the words that you use. Because mm-hmm. I believe that, and I think it's true as well, uh, that what you speak out, what you say to yourself and what you speak out into the world, you know, it has a strong chance of becoming a reality. So... If you always say on new things, yeah, I don't know, maybe, you know, you're always a bit hesitant, you could try replace those words with how might we or try it on for size, you know, also brainwash yourself in that sense. So throw throw away the old operating system and put in a new one. Yeah, If you just take a step back and see how you're doing in life, you can do that with everything. Yeah. Just make an assessment of how you're doing. And then, yeah, you got here. You're not a silly person, you know, because you're still walking around on the earth. You're still doing doing pretty fine. Otherwise, yeah. you're not uh, able to listen to this podcast. So you also have the ability to make your own assessment of you know, how you're doing. And uh, often people know themselves what they need to do. They're, they're intrinsic. They're, if they're listening, if they're, um, yeah. they're flexing that muscle, yeah. that intuition, right? Yeah. It will guide you. It's almost like the subconscious one. Thomas Edison says, do never go to sleep without giving your subconscious something to work on. So yeah. it's powerful. So which means yeah. everything that we need is innate. Everything we need is between our ears and in our gut, right? Yeah. That, tr- that intrinsic instinct that we need to, to trust uh, more. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, what was it for you? Because you mentioned, you know, expanding your mind, your brain, finding something that you used to enjoy as a child, mm-hmm. and then you stop doing, but kind of go back to. What was yours? Yeah. First, I want to go one level deeper into the subconscious aspect you need, because it is beneficial if your brain is already filled with the most beautiful poetry all of the possibilities, art, nature, movies, you know, all of these things that expand your mind. And if you then use your subconscious, uh, it's better. Mm-hmm. Because if you fill it with uh, the negative things happening on the news constantly, then your subconscious might also, you know, divert a bit to that. So going into your, your question, a few things I stopped doing. So I started my own design company when I was like 17 after a while, I had my own fashion label, but that sort of failed in the beginning. I stopped doing that because we ran out of money. But now I think back, why would you stop? Even if you run out of money, you know, you can still continue going on or wait until you have more money. Um, maybe I stopped drawing for a while, uh, but I recently picked that up again. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just making weird drawings like, a, like I did before. 
And oh yeah, another interesting one was I started taking photographs in computer games. I do a lot of weird things. It was back in 2007. So almost everyone thought that that was silly. I was at the <laughs> Art Academy and I said to them, hey, I want to graduate with this project. And they were like, hey, maybe you should leave school. <laughs> so um, that was like the short version of the conversation. I was like, well, that's interesting. I thought you guys were like open-minded, but no, they wanted me to fit in a specific box. But I kept on taking these photographs. I kept on searching for people who could give me some feedback on it. And I kept on iterating, iterating. And eventually my work got picked up like all over the world. So I got an exhibition set at the Centre Pompidou in, uh, in Paris. It's a very oh. famous museum at the um, Media Biennial in Seoul. Like so all over the world, but it took like eight years. Mm -hmm. So you need to take that into account as well. So the things that you love, yeah, you're doing them out of love. And it's probably beneficial to not expect immediate love back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it won't feel like work. It won't feel like work, right? Because if you do what you love, it, it's not that almost like going against the grain type of mm -hmm. motion where it's flowing. It's, it, yeah. it's um, the energy is growing and you're getting better. You're loving the process. You're enjoying it some more, but that's only when you find your purpose because we talked about the individuals who are in corporate and fortune 500 companies who are suffering, who are miserable. Mm -hmm. They're not tapping into the talent like you did yeah. back yeah. then. Yeah. So that's a difference. Correct. It's a huge difference. Correct. Correct. But, uh, but I was still, uh, so in, in the beginning, I got a lot of flack, a lot of negative comments and feedback of people who didn't understand it. But when I look back, that really helped me in informing myself and in not listening to those kind of things or knowing that, no, there will always be haters. There will always be naysayers. And you see that with every new, so later on, I started to see like a trend, every new technology, every new development, people are always like, no, that's not going to happen. Oh, it's not going to impact me. You see it with blockchain, you see it with NFTs, mm -hmm. you see it with Web3. <laughs> Dude, good luck in saying that it won't influence you or AI or, you know, all these things. You need to be aware of these things. And you now my advice is always to be, you know, embrace, play, and then be critical. If you are critical at the beginning already, yeah, you, you might miss out on a lot of opportunities. Mm -hmm. And and ninety percent of people are negative because it's easier; it's a default um, to yeah. go to that. So I like I like your what you said about we got to be able to close out and shut down the noise, close people out. And and I had to learn that um, quite a bit last year. And I've never considered myself to have haters, but when I brought forth an idea to a close friend of mine and they shut it down, I was like, oh. That's what that feels like. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now I got to tune it out. Because when you tune it out, you got to build your confidence again. You got to go inside. You got to go innate and build that confidence, build that faith in yourself. I think entrepreneurship is, or solopreneurs, or is faith on, in yourself first. It's belief in yourself first. And then you, mm -hmm. you just block out everything and everyone else. Yeah, yeah. yeah and also, I learned that um, the person I'm speaking to, he or she is not me. So they have a different upbringing. They have, um, they might have had just had an argument with their uh, with their lover or something yeah. like that. So there are all of these things that could be going on in, in their world, and they probably aren't even capable of giving like a different answer. So mm. I just excuse and forgive like everyone in that sense because yeah, it's their path that they are on, and yeah, who am I to demand like a different perspective from them? Yeah. And it gives you a bit of freedom and understanding 
understanding of the other person, empathy, you could call it. Yeah. And that helps. That helps as well. It helps too. Um, there's a there's a thing we, we say at church. The universe did not give them the vision. He gave it to mm-hmm. you, which means they yeah. can never understand it from beginning to end. Nobody's going to understand how uh, Elon Musk is thinking and how far he wants to go. So we thought mm-hmm. he was crazy when he when he thought about going to space yeah. initially, but it was his vision. He has gotten it, and, and because when you when you're being fed, when you're connected to the energy, to the source, to to the universe, like that. You get the vision. It's almost like your baby, but you will be also provided with the how, with the people, mm-hmm. with the things, with the resources to see it through, to carry it through. That's the power of having a vision, a purpose, of finding yeah. a, a vision. Yeah, and I think an important aspect is and looking inside, you know, what, what's your intrinsic motivation, what resonates with you, but also maybe how you need to change, uh, but also listen very profoundly to what the world needs. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I can want specific things and and work all day and every day and grind and, and you know do all these things. But if the world doesn't want it in 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 that way, or if they are not ready yet, then you're grinding yourself into the ground. Um, so you got to be conscious as well. To yeah, in a sense, like a lot of these modern companies, they work customer centric. So it might be a good idea for you to work customer centric as well, but stay with your but do stay with your own vision so it's very it's all yeah and again it's a double-edged sword uncertainty <laughs> you know all of these things come into play again so that's why you need to train these these abilities so you are better able to flow in that space in a sense you're you're more, you're more ephemeral you're more fluid i agree I agree with fluidity. Um, there's something that you said. I think sometimes it could be a double-edged sword because when you are, sometimes the market don't know what they're ready for, right? You think about Steve Jobs. They don't know they're ready mm-hmm. for an iPod that can fit a thousand songs in their pocket yeah. versus um, a bigger said listening to CDs. Henry Ford said, you know, if I did ask people what they wanted, they would have told me they wanted a faster horse. Yeah. Sometimes that does happen. Like when you when you're seeking that that validation, when you you're, you're seeking, it's good to do market research. But when you are talking about um, seeing what everyone, knows, sometimes they're not ready. They don't know what they need yet because they're, I just, again, just want to say that yeah, yeah. It, it and it takes time. You know, it takes time for people to change as well because you can say to someone else, um, hey, by the way, uh, how you're eating might not be really healthy. Have you looked at uh, like these these kind of um, types of eating and no, I'm not going to do that. Or no, my wife is not going to change. That's often the first response. But maybe like after a few months, you know, it, it maybe plants a seed and they yeah. see something else on TV or somewhere. And then and then maybe they come back. And if they don't, that's also fine. And I also want to say something about, you gave the example of, uh, of, of Steve Jobs with the phone. Did you know that at Nokia, they had the data that people wanted a different kind of phone? They had that data. They were doing market research and people were saying that hmm, something like an iPhone would be something that we would be open to. But the people at Nokia didn't found it the right kind of data. So they, they could not comprehend uh, how that would look. And they could, and, and it was, you know, it was all out of qualitative research, mm-hmm. so all interviews. And they work with big data because big data has all of the knowledge. Now that's also another yeah, thing that compartmentalizes our thinking and that makes us that we no longer have the ability uh, to use our intuition. Yeah, and become innovative, right? Then mm-hmm. you get stifled. It gets it gets yeah. plugged up. 
So tell us about yeah. with I, I see the importance of being having the adaptable mindset. Tell us how you do it, how it's different from a mindset shift, how it's different from any coach that says, you know, you need to be flexible or just kind of talk down on you. But what are the steps you take to help Mm -hmm. um, the individuals you work with? Yeah. So what is important with us is that uh, almost everything is fun and playful and it matches with your, with, with what you need and your intrinsic motivation. So for an example, you can start by learning from art. You can start by learning from nature, philosophy, and just click there and start learning there. That's okay. And see how we can extract knowledge from that. But if you are are way too stressed out, we can also first work on that. Or if you want to filter the noise, you know, get rid of a lot of the stuff, then we have a lot of very practical things to apply there and put that into into your reality. And in a sense, you're going to create like your own formula, your own structure for success. And then in our online program and when we do workshops, we also, yeah, you could almost call it like a brainwash. You know, we give you like a tsunami of of different perspectives and, and we connect so many dots together that you just get this reset of, wow, there are so many possibilities and it rewires the brain. That's what we get back often, that people start to dare to color outside of the lines. Now that's, mm-hmm. We get that from emails and we also have workshops in, in companies where it sounds maybe a bit weird, but people start to cry because they are finally sort of opening up and connecting with each other. And yeah, people find out that we're all human. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, um, uh, did that answer your question? It did. Yeah. Now yeah? I'm curious okay. with the possibility piece of it. I, I love that because it's, it speaks on expansion. It speaks on possible abundance. How does one live a life full of possibility? Mm. I think it starts with radical openness. I think that's the most important thing. You see that people who are supposedly extremely smart, you know, multiple degrees, maybe uh, researchers, that expertise pigeonholes their thinking as well. Mm-hmm. And they're not open to new insights anymore. You see it with uh, doctors as well. Uh, it can take up to 20 years for new research to reach your physician's office. And it takes even longer to unlearn uh, an old model, which doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. You, you laugh about it, but it's <laughs> terrible. Imagine that, that you're sick and you're visiting the doctor and you're saying, hey, but I found this thing online. And then that guy's saying, yeah, but I had this education and you <laughs> didn't. And, and that's how it goes in everything. And once you are, you start to be aware of that. And also, um, I'm not sure if this totally relates, but also how our sort of our belief in data, how that is like a representation of the truth, but it's just like a small fragment full of errors often. And, you know, all of these things, they, yeah, they, they narrow our mind and they create more, um, close-mindedness so if you're able to be open-minded to all the things that are happening and you're able to step into that and then you're more able to to flow through life and have Mm -hmm. a happier more fulfilling life and then bring the other people on board and if they don't want want to come okay that's that's also fine yeah that being that flexible agile you know mentally agile and being able to to accept things embrace things like you say you said embrace play and then yeah. criticize. I like that um, yeah. quite a bit. <laughs> so yeah. kind of yeah. you let that be your life model, right? Be able to embrace um, you, the possibilities, embrace yourself. So tell us, how mm. do you apply that with your morning routine? How do you get up, dress up and show up to, mm. okay. <laughs> to be successful? 
hold up. I wrote a few things down because we do, I do so many things. Okay, to be clear, my morning starts already in the evening. Yeah. Uh, so in the evening, I've got my A4 sheet of paper. I write down a lot of the things that I might want to do tomorrow. And often it can be like from top to bottom filled with things I could do. And then when I go to bed, I put my phone in flight mode. Mm-hmm. Um, most often it automatically goes into flight mode. By the way, my phone is always, everything is on silent. I can't be called. I have no push messages. And even with like these high roller clients, it's possible. You know, they get used to it. Anyway, I go to bed, <laughs> uh, have a good night's sleep. And then uh, normally I wake up before my alarm clock. I try to lay in bed for like 10, 15 minutes. And then, yes, some often ideas just pop in, you know, just let your subconscious do, do a few things. Uh, you could call it like create a bit of space. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never, never look on my phone. Sometimes I fail, you know, you open Twitter because, oh, yeah, I really need to wake up. You know, you, you sort of sucker yourself into it. You lie to yourself that you need it. And then your entire, at least my entire day is ruined. Mm-hmm. Everyone's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but when the sun shines, uh, I run outside and I stand in the sun for a while and uh, just soak in the sun so I can sync up with like natural rhythm and I wake up. Um, sometimes we do a, a yoga session, like 15 minute morning uh, ritual. I always take a cold shower, so I never skip that. And I have controlled breathing. Um, so my body is like invigorated, feel like Superman afterwards, like blood <laughs> streaming. And and it's also good for your health. So I haven't been sick for like five years in a row, uh, but I also eat very healthy so and work out a lot. So it's not just that. Um, I try not to have meetings in the morning because, mm-hmm. you know, in the morning, I've got such a blank bandwidth, just such a blank space, and I'm the most creative. So either we're going to jam and do the most creative stuff, but I'm not going to do like sync up sessions or whatever. So I'm just sitting here with my own thoughts alone at the table with a few empty A4 sheets often. So still no uh, digital tools. And then just start writing or working on things, sometimes on a presentation. And then uh, after a while, I hunger for coffee and then I've got slow drip coffee. Uh, so everything is slow everything is calm (laughs) everything is clear in the morning Uh, so we don't have kids so uh, we're still uh, lucky when it comes to that uh, when it comes to the to the calmness Um, so it's all about like creating space uh, creating space for the mind and see where creativity flows and creating space for for that to happen yeah that's it i think yeah, your morning routine is calm. It, you you, you it flow is. into it, uh, mm-hmm. into the day. Creativity is heightened in the morning. I, I believe that. You get into like alpha state, beta, from beta to alpha to beta, and you are really, the mm-hmm. subconscious mind is ready. And I think that's why it's beneficial to meditate, that calm, quiet time, exercising help. Um, as well mm-hmm. to kind of let that flow yeah. in some more. So yeah. uh, I'm glad you shared that because it's true. The morning routine really does set you up for a successful day. And if you can win the day, mm-hmm. you can win your week. 100%. 100%. Yeah. It's perfect. And um, the cold showers, I know a lot of people cringe about it. I, I do it. I've been doing it for the last mm-hmm. three years. Um, every mm-hmm. morning, I, it, body feels different without it. You know, the, yeah. that, that yeah. jolt, that Superman <laughs> power you talk yeah. about is real. Yeah, 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 and and you can also again trick yourself and reframe that experience by just. So I once saw this uh, online course by by Wim Hof. We got we got quite famous for the cold showers, cold plunges, and do all sort of crazy stuff on the even on the North Pole. 
Uh, but he dances in the shower, you know, <laughs> in a cold shower. And he's doing all of these crazy moves. You're like, oh, that's also possible. I'm going to try that as well. And then you change that dynamic of something at first that you thought, oh, I don't want to do that. And now yeah, I'm dancing. And then yeah, you get used to it. You frame, reframe your mind mm-hmm. and you're good to go. Yeah. Got to reframe the mind. You got to continue to rewire the subconscious mind yeah. too, because that's where the programming lives, right? 90% of the time yeah. we live there. Because it's on yeah. autopilot. The brain is designed that way, like you said earlier, to protect us. So we have to constantly yeah. be rewiring it to put in only the habits we want, not the mm-hmm. ones they created yeah. put, automatically. Put in the beauty and uh, be conscious of, where, you know, the talk of the social media, of all the, all the negativity. So the other day I read about, um, I need to say it correctly. Oh, yeah. If you watch, for an example, um, crime documentaries or those kind of things, and you do that often, then you also have a more anxious view of the world. You no, know, it's it's just what you, your your eyes are literally connected to your brain, right? Through yeah. these tiny stalks. So what you put in is also what you put in your brain. You need to be very conscious of that. So put in more beauty, more love, more those kind of things. That is well put. Robert, where can we find you? How can we connect with you? Yeah, it's very easy. You can uh, find us on adaptablemindset.com. Or you can find me on Twitter on Robert, O-V-E-R-W-E-G, Robert Overweg. Uh, or on LinkedIn if you want to have a chat. We also have the socials, but I uh, don't really like the socials. <laughs> but if you want to connect there, <laughs> be my guest. Yeah. But please yeah. go to the website there. So there's an online program. There's a lot of tools there. Uh, please check out the blogs as well, because there are a lot of uh, sort of tutorials to, to reset your brain, to connect to what you find meaningful, and those kind of things. Yes, this is right in alignment with finding your purpose, finding meaning. And you have the tools in place to help individuals find it. So it's been a joy and definitely a phenomenal conversation with you. So thank you for coming and joining us today. Yeah, likewise. I had a blast. Awesome. All right, morning enthusiasts. That's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the best morning routine ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time.